Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? It's going good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. Welcome to Weed and Grub Spotlight Series, everyone. Yeah, this is a series where we talk with companies and brands that we believe in. People making the world a better place. That's what's up, right? Yep. It's everything. Enjoy this episode. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? I'm feeling froggy today. Froggy? Yeah, but like, like, yeah, a little ribbity. <laughs> ribbity, ribbity. Awesome. I'm feeling happy. You came it. in here with a big beam of light around you, and oh. I'm feeling fly. Yeah, we're here with a good, 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 great guest. <laughs> Grip, gip. See, I'm the frog now. Yeah, you got it in your throat. Grip. Um, we are here with Kyle Ray, CEO and co-founder of Quim. That's me. Hi, Kayo. Hi, guys. Great to be here. Well, I have to say that actually it's so great to sit down with you today because we all did meet about a year ago at a 420 dinner in Malibu where there were mermaids frolicking in a pool. Whew. And there was a cold bonfire. Mermaids. Cold Freezing cold mermaids. There was a bonfire. I remember it being very windy, very chilly. But the three of us ended up sitting up at a, sitting at a table with uh, some other fun folks, and mm-hmm. I just remember having the best time and thinking how great uh, it was to like connect with you. And I hope to see you again. So this is very cool. We were also having so much more fun than anyone else at that party. I remember talking to people afterward, mm-hmm. and they were like, some people were like, "Oh, were you at the fun table? You guys <laughs> were like laughing and joking and like." People were maybe eating, maybe not eating, but they were still having a good time. Everyone else was like freezing and like picking at their like one pea. Yeah. You know, it was micro food. It was (laughs) micro dosing and micro portions. Yes. And plant based too. Uh, And I remember at one point a cheese pizza showed up and I like we all descended on it. I think I called that cheese. Did you order that pizza? Or I did, or I was, I don't think I made the call. Clearly we were imbibing. When a hero comes along. I know someone did, maybe it was Amanda. Amanda might have called the pizza. Okay. Amanda Chicago Lewis. Indeed. That sounds like a good move that she might be responsible for. Um, Can you tell us a little bit? So our listeners know who you are and what you do. Can you tell us a little bit about Quim? Absolutely. Um, Quim is a self-care line for humans with vaginas and humans without vaginas who love vaginas. Um, Yes, I can say vaginas Mm -hmm. many, many times in a sentence. Um, We make plant-based vaginal health and wellness products. These products were really born out of my own personal health journey. Um, I got my first UTI the week I lost my virginity, which, or my, (laughs) virginity is a social construct. I think we can agree. There's lots of different ways. But the first time I had P and V sex, I got a UTI that week. Um, And that started like an eight-year cycle of UTI yeast infection, UTI yeast infection. And really shameful or really painful and shameful and within that process I started to do a little bit of research like what the fuck is up with this Ouroboros of itch um, 
That yes. used to be in our pitch deck until people told me that no one knows what Ouroboros means. And I was like, I'm sorry, did you not see True Detective season one? Yeah. Like, we all know, man. <laughs> um. no, wait, so it was in the pitch deck. Is that and then Matthew McConaughey with a bunch of beers around him as the picture? Sadly, no. I just um. It was like our second, you know, it's like, here's the like the problem, the solution for our like the problem. It was called the Ouroboros of itch. And we talked about it. the fact that. Um, over 50% of people with vaginas prefer to use some type of lubricant when they're having sex. And yet the most widely available and most, uh, most commonly used are actually glycerin-based. Glycerin's a metabolic byproduct of sugar. So think about, um, you know, you have any bacterial or fungal infections, you use a glycerin-based lube, you have a great time, it's amazing. But maybe you're getting a yeast infection or getting a UTI or getting bacterial vaginosis. Well, now you've just sent like a full on all you can eat buffet down to all that bacteria. So now you have like an overgrowth of bacteria. Um, and so from there, you're probably experiencing some discomfort. The products that we've been socialized to clean ourselves with, like feminine washes, like Summer's Eve, or God forbid, douching, um, those are actually really, really bad for you. They're gonna totally disrupt your vaginal pH. Um, you really shouldn't be using soap in your vagina. Um, and can also, you know, like douching can actually lead to like a proliferation of bacteria and move it from one area to like all these other places. So now you have a UTI, you have a urinary tract infection. You're in a lot of pain. Um, by the time you get a urinary tract infection, which anyone who's had one, know, you know when you're getting one. Like you know that burning feeling, you know that urgency of having to pee and then you go and it's like a little trickle of pee and then you're just like, oh, I still have to go, but nothing is happening. Your options are really limited and you need to go on antibiotics pretty quick before that moves up into your kidneys. So I've been hospitalized for two kidney infections. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was actually sent to the hospital in an ambulance when I collapsed at a dinner party from yeah. exactly this situation. Yeah. yeah. And so, and now you're on probably a higher dose of antibiotics. You're going to have to go through the full antibiotic cycle, which also is really, I got a UTI in Italy and I went to the pharmacy. Of course, it was like so easy to get antibiotics. And this super hot Italian doctor is like, okay, okay, so like, um, you take this one and if the pain goes away, don't take this, you know, don't, stop taking antibiotics. Whereas in the US, they're like, you must take 20 days of antibiotics. Mm -hmm. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know, but I think that there's something interesting there. Mm -hmm. um, the antibiotics are going to take care of the UTI, but they're also going to wipe your entire body of all of the good bacteria that was fighting off for other infections, leaving you exponentially more likely to contract a yeast infection. Mm -hmm. This is the Ouroboros. This is the Ouroboros. The snake eating its own tail. The snake eating its own tail. Now you have now you have a yeast infection. So you know if you're lucky, if you have a good you know connection with your doctor, if you have health insurance where you can just call in Diflucan, you can get that. Um, it'll hopefully it'll take care of it in most cases. Or you're gonna need to go on something like Monistat. That'll cure. I think it's like 98 or 99 percent of um, yeast infections. But the ingredients of that are actually really drying. So it's gonna send you right back to the KY that got you here in the first place. Mm -hmm. Wow. All these, mm, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories, so let me just like think for a second, get them out of my fucking head, because mm -hmm. I don't want to focus on those companies. I don't think that's what we're talking about, are those companies. 
Well, I think you can look at the fact that the makers of the majority of the products I just listed are owned by, you know, probably four super corporations in the United States. We're looking at Johnson & Johnson. We're looking at the Unilever family of brands. Um, and I encourage people to look at the boards of those companies. Maybe they hold hands, huh? Maybe they hold hands or maybe there isn't, you know, maybe there aren't a lot of people with vaginas on the boards of their companies. <coughs> there aren't. Uh-huh. Um, and so you think about, you know, I don't know. We could get into conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. It's not how I wanted to spend my youth and energy. Mm-hmm. What I tried to do is start, um, I started Goldilocksing and putting weird shit in my vagina to see what would work. That wasn't this, this stuff. Yeah. Like, Trying the yogurt, the garlic cube, the this, the that. Are you Googling like homeopathic remedies and it's like, all right, let's go? Oh, yeah. I'm Googling. I'm getting like deep into the witchy corners of the internet. You know, you go to the web page. There's still like a holographic yin yang. Someone's playing an Enya flute in the background. You know, websites where like they have music playing on them. Oh, yeah. right. And, and you have to find yep. the little mm-hmm. speaker to turn that shit off. Yep. Yeah. And it's like going in the background, just like. Something from the Pure Mood soundtrack. And it's usually a black background with mm-hmm. like a yellow or red text, so it makes it extra easy to read. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's great. Yep. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time in those witchy corners of the internet, um, tried a lot of stuff that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, like, <laughs> we must know. I mean, who, well, didn't work, like, who, like, it didn't work well enough for me to keep doing it. Right. Yogurt. Sure. A mess and dairy product like it just it didn't feel right for me Mm -hmm. but also god bless if that works for you Mm -hmm. um the garlic just felt far too weird you're just like it stung a little and then but then i just then i felt like you know the way garlic smells on your fingers Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) you're just like uh you know there's got there's got to be a better option right so first thing I started making um, was actually just based on these, I found these little tea tree suppositories at a Whole Foods in Marin County. And um, this was like first, you know, probably in like 2009, 2010. Um, I bought a box. They worked like a dream. I would put one in after having sex or if I felt like I was getting a UTI um, or yeast infection. And tea tree is a natural, um, it's a pretty strong essential oil that in really low doses um, is safe for vaginal use and is a natural antiseptic and antifungal. It also, when you apply it to the skin, has a very cooling sensation. So if you're dealing with inflammation from a yeast infection, it feels really soothing mm-hmm. um, and is a lot less messy than like putting an ice cube in your vagina, which like also I was doing. Um, <laughs> so, but then I couldn't find them consistently. So I looked, I tried to find the website. I tried to call the manufacturer to be like, can I just buy a couple hundred of these just for life to have um, couldn't find them. And so I just started like tooling around, you know, I like ordered candy molds, like little gum, like little molds and just started trying to make shit myself. Mm-hmm. And it really, it was really working for me. And I was able to, um, yeah, I was like able to keep, like, I wasn't in this constant cycle. I could break the cycle. It still felt like it was with me. I hadn't like banished it. Nor do I, I don't think I ever will. It's like if you battle with depression or anxiety or addiction, like you never fully resolve those. It's how you can like live with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Quim is? Quim is a Victorian slang for cunt. 
<laughs> so great. Yeah. You're really cool. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's 17th century, like archaic, taboo, vagina word, which every now and then we get an email in from like a en- really enraged British lady being like, do you know what this word means? And I actually love it because I'm like, I do know what it means. Why do you find that word offensive? Why do you find this life-giving organ offensive? This organ that has the ability to grow and contr- like expand and contract and give pleasure, give life. What's the what like what what gives, man? Yeah. So wait. So you're 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 you've got molds and tea tree oil. And you're at home brewing things in your kitchen over yeah. a stove oh, with a, like. Oh yeah, literally in my kitchen. I'm working as a enterprise sales rep at a marketing technology company in San Francisco. Okay. Traveling for business. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, getting like my first taste of like making money and being like, oh damn, this is fun. Like mm-hmm. making money's tight. <laughs> yeah, money is tight. Dude, money is tight. <laughs> and like, yeah, I didn't like you know. I did. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't seek that, or I didn't think I was seeking that out. I fell into a tech job because I was in San Francisco in 2012, and that's what you did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was working at a cocktail bar where one of the bartenders was putting uh, was drugging my drinks. Like when we would take a shots together, um, was like putting Molly or ecstasy or something in my drinks. What? Yeah. What? It was a bummer. That's a. Fu- Bummer it's is a, a felony, I think, yeah. is what it is. Also, no, also, it's a 12-year bummer. Yeah, it's a felony and could have ended so scary. Yeah. And I, knock on wood, am okay. Like, you yeah. know, got out of there after I think like the second or third time. You know, the first time it happened, I had probably done ecstasy like maybe twice in my life beforehand. And it was a little bit, but I was like, remember taking like a shot of Fernet and being like, there's something metallic in there. Mm. Mm. And then I looked at the guy and I was like, is there something in there? And he was like, I put in a little special something for you because I know you like it because you're fun. And it was one of the first moments where I felt like, actually probably not the first moment. The first moment was many, many years before that. But I felt like being fun or being engaging or loving life, having a lust for life was going to be used um, against me or could actually be dangerous to, or like could actually be a liability to my health. Mm. So I got out of that. Start yeah. working in tech sales. Start making my own little witchy vagina products. Right. Um, and then in 2015, um, I mean, I knew, I knew, I always knew that I was going to start my own company. My mom started her own company, um, and I just knew that I was never really going to be fully happy until I was at the helm of my own ship. But mm-hmm. I had no idea, like what I, I never knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. Like when I was a kid, I wanted to be like a professional soccer player or something and uh yeah and so i i'm like getting interested in cannabis um mostly from you know from two sides one i was trying to make a lot of money and i felt or a lot of money for a 25 year old um and i felt like no one was speaking to my type of consumer like i was smoking spliffs every night when i got home i would much prefer you know a little, I, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say like, I'll take weed over alcohol. Like I'll have a little bit of both, please. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found that, you know, cannabis was a lot more effective way of decompressing and chilling and not, um, didn't have all the negative side effects. 
And also I saw what was happening in the cannabis industry. And then in 2015, Jerry Brown signed the Medical Marijuana Cannabis or Medical Cannabis Regulation and Safety Act, which has now been since combined with Prop 64. And I saw this opportunity for this massive gray market since 1996, that was the California cannabis industry, to move over to a highly regulated industry. Um, and my father had been in prison for nonviolent cannabis crimes growing up. Um, I grew up as a single mom. I had never didn't had never met this guy. I didn't know him, but I'd always heard about this. Um, my mom was super upfront and honest about it with me, and carried it with a lot of shame. Like he went to prison when I was four years old, and my mom told me when I was four years old. And then was like, and I was like, well, is, do I tell people? And she was like, that's gonna be your call. Um, she was like, I, she was like, we're going, we're in Marin County. First of all, there's not a lot of single moms. Second of all, you're at a private school. So while I do not think what your dad did was wrong, and I want you to know that he didn't harm anyone, it wasn't a violent crime. Um, people will, this might change the way people think about you or think about our family and could impact, you know, I don't know, but maybe someone's parents won't want them to hang out with you, which is a lot to take in when you're four years old. Mm -hmm. And you're like, suddenly you have this huge shameful secret that you are, you both want to share because it's scary and it's a lot and you want to process it. And then you're like, well, I can't tell people because then what if, what if these, what if I don't have any friends anymore? Mm. Um, so yeah, in 2015, this massive legislation came down the pipe and um, I saw an opportunity to get involved in an industry that was new and changing and maybe um, maybe have an opportunity to have an impact in it so it didn't hurt as many people going forward. So is Quim a combination of tea tree inventions and cannabis for vaginas? Those were that was the beginning of it. The yeah. beginning of the it. Be, the very beginning of it was like, and it wasn't called Quim. It wasn't called anything. I wasn't even talking about it. I was so embarrassed about my own health issues that I was just making these for myself. Um, and then I think in May 2015 or 2014, someone gave me another cannabis infused lube, and I was so excited. I was like thinking about getting in the weed industry, and I was like, oh, this combines my two favorite things, like vaginal health and weed. And I opened the box and I'm like about to put it on and I'm just like, oh, huh, whoever designed this doesn't have a vagina. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> what, can you describe it? I mean, you I don't mean, need to say what it was. I mean, it was a spray but... bottle. Okay. Have you ever seen a vagina? Like, do you want, I was like, when I looked at it, I was like, first of all, this, this product was really expensive. It was a tiny little bottle. It was really expensive. It's a spray bottle, which means if you accidentally like don't angle it in the right place, you're going to be spritzing like seven or eight dollars worth of product on your inner thigh. Which like, unless you're into like thigh stimulation, which like a thigh job. Yeah, a good thigh job, I'm sure, is actually amazing. But um, I don't know how many nerve endings you like for <laughs> whom for whom is the thigh job good for? Is sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually enjoy a good thigh job. I'm just gonna go on the record. That's fine. I'm more of like an elbow, mm -hmm. like, the crease. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I was like, what about a spray bottle? Also, like, I'm going to have to, like, if I want to get it into the vaginal canal, which, like, according to the instructions, you want to, like, get it, like, out exterior labia, clitoris, perineum, butthole, if you're down with that, and then also in your vagina. And so you have to, like, hoist a leg up. I, like, have my, like partner like put on like deep sea diving gear <laughs> and like pull back the walls of my vagina just like shpah, shpah, shpah. 
And it's like, <laughs> it doesn't feel particularly sexy. Mm-mm. And I also kind of fundamentally take issue with products that are designed for people with vaginas that encourage those people to not touch their vaginas. Right. Like, we don't need tampon applicators. We need a slightly lubricated tampon that's easier to put in. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you know who's got the patent for that? Who? Tampax. What the fuck? They've had it for like almost 25 years. They're just sitting on it. What the Not fuck? Not doing anything. Man, that makes me mad. Yeah. But if there's no shame, then there's no sales. So, you know. I would beg to differ looking at our sales. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah, what up? <laughs> I would like to say that you do not have to, you know, there's no fear, uncertainty, and doubt selling over here. I think just pure um, no shame and trying to create dialogue. Like, I'm not a doctor, but I am a person with a trifling vagina who has tried a lot of different things. And in doing so and in starting this company, I've had to just release that shame. I talk about my vagina to strangers all the time, mm-hmm. and now it's become something that I'm pretty comfortable with, and it doesn't like make me blush. So maybe it's my responsibility now. Like I have, you know, it's like it's my cross to bear. Sex is fucking fun, but sex is something that I didn't really. I I learned through women doing and making mad mistakes. You know what I mean? Like I was but like, I don't know what like a life. Yeah, yeah. But I never had to experience. Um, I never had the experience of I had some sex, looked at my dick and I was like, holy shit, something is wrong with my body because of my dick. And you had sex and then something was wrong with your body. And then you had sex again and something was wrong with your body and sex. And like for eight years, something was wrong with your body because of something that is really fucking fun and good and i am confused how you're able to charge ahead and handle your own business and create a company that is so successful when so much shame in my head would be surrounding all of this and i don't know if i would crumple up or not oh i definitely have crumpled up i crumple up on the daily like let's let's get it clear i'm falling apart all the time and putting myself back together like you know Mm -hmm. um and yeah like at the beginning like when i first started making uh, let me fast forward or rewind a little bit i tried this other cannabis infused lube it took me a few times to get it to work because Mm -hmm. of the spray bottle and the it ended up being so small and expensive and being like at high pressure what I saw you know it's like I'm looking I figure out how to how it works I get it to work and I have like a mind-shattering orgasm like you know like like through the whole body and like I think I cried after which like that's not hugely unusual for me particularly if I'm masturbating and have like an amazing orgasm and I'm like whoa Oh, thank you God thank you life thank you universe okay, yeah I'm going to bed mm-hmm. um but yeah, so I used it. It was amazing. And then I looked at the ingredients and I was just like, oh, this is just weed and coconut oil. And by that point, I had started working in the cannabis industry as the head of sales at Meadow, a tech platform um, that builds software for California retailers. And I started to you know, go to California Growers Association meetings and networking, going to Women Grow and starting to connect with women growers and was like, maybe I could just see if I can make a little bit of my own because I would love to put some tea tree in it and I would like there are a few other ingredients that I found that were helpful for me like why not just start tooling around with it 
Um, also, I wanted to try other oils, like, you know, I, not just coconut oil. Um, so yeah, I started this process of like really making different shit in my kitchen, um, not keeping track of any of it, like no recipes, nothing. <laughs> I would just like throw some weed in there, like just whatever's around, like, you know, and like put it in random like old Tupperwares. Like it was just, it was like, there's still little like containers of it around the house. Really? Is this like Tupperwares that still had that like spaghetti sauce stain? Totally. Where like, it's not in the there, but the stain is, like, is in there? kind of orangey. Um, yeah. So I started like playing around with that and I was like using it giving it to anyone who would talk to me like any of my friends and I would just be like you have to try this it's gonna make like it like helps like you're not gonna have as you you're not gonna have to use as much other lube like it helps with like vaginal dryness it's gonna help with UTIs and yeast infections you're gonna have a mind-shattering orgasm also it's kind of cool because it doesn't seem to work do anything for people with penises so it's like literally just for you um and yeah, and then I, I think it was probably, um, I don't know, yeah, in 2015, I came down to LA to see a friend and I had, was at this point always traveling with like a small mason jar of it and I would just put it on. It was like my night cream, night cream, every, and it was, I'd been yeast infection and UTI free for like seven months, which at that, for me, was like some of like the happiest time of my life. It was such a relief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you're walking around with this secret all the fucking time that's mm-hmm. like always in the back of your mind. Always. And also like always in the back of my mind when I'm like, you know, things are getting hot and heavy and you're just like, oh, is this going to be, how much do I really want this? Because like it's going to be uncomfortable later. Or like, do I have to like go immediately put on a bathing suit after I'm having sex and like go get in a pool? Well, that's really going to fuck things up. Mm-hmm. Um so I come down to LA, I'm traveling with it, and I'm this is my old college roommate, and like I was a fucking slob in college. Like, oh my God, the piles of clothes and cigarette packs and just like, oh, Nas containers, like just ooh, real, <laughs> real trash person. Um, yes. And so she's used to me like leaving shit around all the time. And I realize when I leave that I've left my like precious weed lube. And I call her like two days later. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like I'll come and get it. Like the next time I'm in LA. And she was like, so actually you can't have it back. Um, and I think this is your calling. Like she was like, I think you need to start selling this. She had recently been starting to get yeast infections. Like, and she hadn't got them, you know, when we were in college, but now was starting to have issues. And like, it was really helping her. And so, yeah, that was, like, the first moment. I was like, maybe this is what I'm going to do. Wow. So what was it, what were next steps? You That was the next that, moment? No, I mean, like, now I'm going to make a company and brand it and name it and God, no. work with people and find the formulation and get the packaging and get legal and get the licensing and find the angel investor. Like, whoa, it, yeah. the mind boggles no, because it's it so hard. Yeah, I didn't start, like, right there right away. I think I, I was like, okay, like, let's think about this. Like, what would that mean? Um I had been like low key looking for a business partner since I was 23 years old. Mm-hmm. I like graduated college and was like, okay, or like what well, even you know maybe a year after like working in tech, I was like, okay, I need a business partner. Like, I know I'm gonna want to start a business, and I also know that like I have my best. I work best in a partnership or a team. Like I don't. Um, I think my brain my brain works like I process information as I'm talking. So, like, if I'm not in dialogue with someone, I'm probably not, like, going through all the steps. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I have a very, very specific skill set. And 
raging ADD. So, and like, and I just, there are certain things that I will just never, maybe not never, but I'm not naturally good at. And probably more importantly, I don't want to spend my time doing. Um, And these were, you know, it was going, a lot of those things that were going to be essential if I was going to be able to go legal, get compliant, set up packaging, get a lawyer. Business shit. Business shit. Well, I love business shit. Like, oh, like contract negotiation. Ooh. Oh yeah. Wow. Ooh. That's awesome. Put the feet on the table Ooh. and say, that's not going to work for yeah, me. Yeah. You want to talk limited liability? Oh, you want to talk indemnification all day? <laughs> I am ready. Um, no, it's, it's like long-term project management, you know, mm. like m- slowly moving a ball down a court and that, you know, let's say that court has like 27 to a hundred different steps. And it changes shape and size all the time because the California legalization coming online has really been like they're they're figuring it out as they go. Totally. I mean, and that was a really um, that was I think one of the best I guess like learnings or something something I'm really grateful for is the fact that I got to do all of this like and or like analyzing, researching the market, understanding the regulations while I was the head of sales at Meadow. So not only am I talking to dispensary owners, delivery service owners, meeting with regulators, going to all the public comment hearings in 2017, like hearing what are, you know, because it's one thing when you get the regs and you read them and when they came out in like May of 27 or 2016, I think it was, and it said like no shared spaces, like for manufacturers, like no shared spaces, no delivery, um, no edibles over what was it like the first one was like 100 milligrams which maybe it's still the case i think for adult use but for medical you can do up to a thousand um so yeah but but actually being able to watch all of that and like participate in its evolution to figure out okay cool is it even a viable option for us to like go out and create this brand so i would say you found your person i found my person and my person had was someone I had known my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, my person is a woman named Rachel Washstein. Um, we grew up in San Francisco together, and we played soccer together in the Golden Gate Park Youth Recreational Soccer League. Um, we weren't super close. Like, you know, I moved into Marin when my family moved to Marin when we were like eight, and she stayed in San Francisco. We didn't stay super close, but like we always had a lot of mutual friends. Came back um, to San Francisco after graduating from college. She was back, um, and like we became friends. You know, we had a shared mutual best friend, and then in like 2015 or 2016, um, she had just gotten back from traveling for like a year throughout like South America. She had been before that. She like managed a pizza place, managed a bar, and also had worked as a florist and like managed a really cool floral shop. Oh, God's vaginas! <laughs> God's vaginas, exactly. <laughs> and we were like at some friend's birthday party, like in the car, like picking, getting all of our camping shit. And we were talking about what she wanted to do next. She was like, had just gotten back from this traveling, and she was like. Ugh, like I can't go back into a corporate office. She'd worked in advertising right out of college. She hated it. Um, she was like, I really want to be doing something that like I'm doing. She's like, I want to be working with my hands. Like I want to be doing some type of physical make making of a thing. Um, and I want to have ownership over a project. Like I want to take a project from soup to nuts. I never really <laughs> understood what that phrase meant, but I, I do kind of love it. Yeah, I don't know what it means either. 
It's a real soup, soup, to, soup nuts. to nuts kind of situation. Soup to nuts. Yeah. Okay. It's one of those like business jargon terms where you're like, I'm just going to circle on back for soup to nuts. You know, we'll just mm-hmm. get everyone offline, online, on board. Yeah. Yep. Great. The old circle back. Yeah. Totally. Crouton to fig. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Always. Got it. Totally. Um, fish to steamboat. You just pick any two words. Fish, yeah. Steamboat yeah. to fish if you got to circle back. I mean, yeah. Circle on back to fish to fish to fish. Steamboat back fish. <laughs> um, got it. You know, you know, keep your shtick tight. Hey. Um, so, yeah, we're talking in the car, and I, like, have this light bulb moment. I'm like, oh, my God. You've been in front of me all this time. Like, you are my – she's my polar opposite. Like, the yin to my yang like i'm sprint energy she's marathon energy like she like the things that i do in our business are like her worst nightmare like public speaking and like going out and like pitching to investors like nothing gives me like an emotional boner like being told i can't do something Mm -hmm. like oh well now i'm gonna do it Uh whereas if i tell rachel i'm like you can't do that she will more be like okay, well, I guess it's because I'll, I'll, you know, it's probably for a reason that you're saying that. And also I manage so many different things that if I drop the ball in this one area, it could like, you know, be a $75,000 fee in six months. So like, Oh, she spirals on that tip. Yeah. She spirals a little on it. And honestly, like pretty early on, we invested in a business coach therapist, like help us. Yeah. To like help us figure out you know, it was like we raised a little bit of money um, and it was clear that like we had such a natural, we had so much trust in each other. Like I have never once wondered um, if she's doing enough. Like, you know, she, we are 50% partners. I kind of don't really, if I think that if you're, if someone's a co-founder, they're a 50% partner. If you have a different equity split with your co-founder, that's not a co-founder, that's an employee or mm-hmm. an advisor. Mm-hmm. Um, Can we talk about this therapist a bit? A lot of yeah. people who uh, listen to this podcast are entrepreneurs, artists, people who have big hopes and dreams and they're doing whatever it takes to make them come true. Mm-hmm. But you also, when you work with somebody, have to talk to that person every day. Totally. I mean, it's, it's, that's my first marriage. Quim is my first baby. Like, yeah. it's, um, I spend more time with her than I do my fiance. And, like, we are so in each other's, like, worlds in such an intense way. But, yeah, we, um, it was not, it, we didn't have, like, a breaking point. I think there were just a few moments, particularly when we were looking at hiring, we were like, okay, before we make this family better, we got to make sure our shit is tight. And, like, not, not that we're going to resolve everything, but what we wanted was a toolkit of like language, context, um, of our dynamics. Like, what do we do in these situations? Like, and I think working with this coach, this like business coach, um, really helped. You know, she worked with a few different things. We talked about like attachment theory, um, conation type. So we, you know, she administered a lot of different these, these tests to us um, and then would send us these like, we would have individual sessions with her and then she'd send us like a 15 page dossier, like on what we, like a workbook for us to work on. And then we'd meet every few weeks for a two hour session with the three of us, like in Land's End in San Francisco and go on a hike and pro- workshop like understanding how our two different attachment theory or two different attachment styles interact with each other or um one of them i think is called the drama triangle it's sort of like um you know there's a few different names for it but like victim persecutor hero 
mm-hmm. and figuring out like and I think in understanding those roles like obviously you think like victim sounds shitty or persecutor sounds shitty and hero sounds awesome well I'm a hero it's not awesome like and part of like getting into that is understanding okay what do I get when I'm heroing people like if I'm heroing Rachel when I'm trying to like save her mm-hmm. from things where I'm trying to protect her because I don't because I'm afraid I don't I want to protect her from this ugliness entering her world because I love her so much and I want to keep her safe and like also her mental well-being is pivotal for our business and like she does manage so much so I'm just like hyper protective mama bear but then it like what do I get from that? I get to be a moral authority. I get to be like really, you know, I get to be a savior. I get to be, um, regardless of how scared I'm feeling, I get to feel empowered because I'm protecting. And what do I lose when I do that? Um, my vulnerability, mm-hmm. the fact that I am scared shitless sometimes too, the fact that I'm hurting, um, the fact that I also need support. And so like looking at these different can I interrupt you for a second? Because if it sounds like too in that hero tip, if you if everything fails, you can take all of the brunt and blame and feel like, well, I gave it my best shot and I did everything I could in controlling the situation to make sure that it like it just didn't go. But I I pieced all the threads together and Mm. damn it. I could have been the hero. And the shadow side of the hero sounds like codependency, like just, you know, really leaning out of your own comfort zone to pay attention to someone else's dilemma so that oh, you're not yeah. really f- focusing on what you need to do to keep yourself in balance. Totally. And I think, uh-huh. um, yeah, I mean, like first time entrepreneurs, like we started, I started this business when I was 26 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I definitely, I think, Hopefully now with all of my various different therapists. I got a couples therapist. I got a business therapist. And I got my own therapist. Therapist yes. on therapist on therapist? Yeah. Trifecta. <laughs> therapist trifecta. Yeah. So obviously the 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 sexual wellness and health is very tied to mental wellness and health for mm-hmm. you. And I feel like that's, you know, a huge part of what cannabis is about right now with legalization, like that it should be available to everyone for both of those things. Totally. As what are the other educational aspects of QUIM? Like, you know, sexual education, are you guys also like, you know, doing that sort of, are you just saying to people like you should get the product and try it for yourself or are you doing sex education panels and that kind of stuff as well? Yeah, I've been on a couple of sex ed panels. I speak at um, Good Vibrations pretty frequently. Love good vibes. That's where I got my first sex toy. My mom took me there when I was like 17. She was like, you shouldn't go to college without one. I was like, why? And she was like, you don't want, she's like, would you go into a candy store when you're starving? (laughs) I was just like, oh my God. Ah, gross, (laughs) but okay, thanks. Um, So yeah, we do a lot of sex education. You know, we participate in sex education panels. We'll sponsor sex education events. I'm not a sex educator. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a sex therapist. What I think is um, our core mission with Quim, other than creating products that help foster sustainable practices of self-care, and by self-care, we mean including your vagina into your self-care routine, yeah I would say other than the product creation we're really trying to um, create dialogue just talk about things invite other people to join the conversation we have 
Um, you know, we, our product ideation comes from the surveys that are on our website. You know, like that's how we're figuring out what people want. Like we want to know what works for you, what doesn't. And every time we've launched a new product, we've learned a new thing or like I've uh, identified or a group of people has self come up to us and been like, your product is amazing for me for this. Like when we first launched Intimate Oil, um, Buck Angel, trans activist. We've had him on here twice. Oh, Buck is the best. And yeah. like probably our biggest cheer, one of our biggest cheerleaders. And he reached out to us or we did an event with him at Folsom Street Fair, my favorite event in the world. Um, and he was just like, you guys need to be getting this out to trans men. He was like, you guys have no idea how important these products are for trans men. He was like, the fact that it's Damayana and tea tree, like if you're on tea, um, you're essentially gonna go through early menopause, like vaginal dryness, increased risk of infection, and no one is addressing these issues. Um, and I think that's part of why, you know, from the very beginning, talking about Quim as a self-care line for people with vaginas and people without vaginas who love them was really important to us not saying like we don't talk about or I try not to talk about women's health or feminine issues I identify as a woman but that has nothing or like your gender identity has so little to do with your physical anatomy and like fuck that it's 2020 it's well it's almost 2020 it is fucking yeah and like you know you know who gets this kids Mm -hmm. kids get it gender fluidity they get it so much like they totally get it and I love it and Older people don't get it, but you know, like the kids, they don't get that like MCT oil is not compatible with latex condoms. Like yeah. they just don't know. Whereas like the older people, like older people with vaginas who have had kids, like they know, like if you pushed a baby out of your vagina, like you know some things about what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's like the first product we did that. And then we learned like how many, but that only a limited people could use our product if, because if you use condoms, you can't use this product. So mm-hmm. it took us two years to develop a latex safe product. And then everyone's like, you have to launch a CBD product. And we were like, we're not just gonna put CBD into something because people tell us we should. Well, it's in a Moscow mule down the street, why not? <laughs> because I didn't, I wasn't convinced that it would work. Mm-hmm. And like, I, started this company to make products that work so i don't know and like we already had when we had two products that really really worked i'm not gonna dilute our brand integrity just so i can serve the united states market and like since we were on vice we were on vice land in like i think february of 2018 and we built up you know the second we were on vice land that like changed our business fundamentally like dispensaries started reaching out to us people were emailing us from all over the world and saying like, we need this product in Florida. Hilariously, that's where we get the, the most requests, out of state requests. They're like, I'm down here on the droopy dick of America and there are a lot of dry vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay. Cool, yeah. great. Um, but so we spent a year developing a CBD product and end, like to fi- and making sure we knew like, what what is this product for? Like, why? Why are we using CBD in here? What else other than CBD are we going to put in here? What was the answer? The answer was Happy Clam Everyday Oil with broad spectrum hemp CBD that is really designed to serve um, more as a post-coitus product. So it helps with uh, what I call puffy taco. And when I say I, I mean like 
the people of the world with vaginas who get inflamed after sex. Mm-hmm. I feel like people do call it puppy taco. I've never heard puppy taco, but I think really? everyone listening who didn't hear that knows wow. exactly what you mean. Well, also, I, what I love about it is like, if I say puffy taco in this context, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we created a post, you know, as a, like that was in my first little vaginal health products I made were for after sex. It was that cooling suppository that would help keep UTIs and yeast infections at bay or mm-hmm. fully away. And this product, um, we were nervous when we were launching it because we knew we had this list of like thousands and thousands of people who want to buy our product outside the state of California. But are they expecting the product that they heard about on Viceland? Like, are they expecting that it's gonna work like our other products? Like it's going to work as a major vasodilator that's gonna enhance sensation and deepen orgasms. That is not what it was doing in our tests. Because of the cannabis. Yeah, because it didn't have THC in it. Right. Um, But it did have CBD and it had other effects. um, And I think maybe, yeah, something really exciting about launching this product has been the response and how and I think to me what that's really illustrated is that there is just as much of a need and desire for vaginal care products literally like eye cream for our vaginas as there are for sex products mm-hmm. like we got our first you know um, Ryan Keeley aka America's favorite stepmom tweeted out about us without we didn't reach out to her anything we didn't even know who she was and we saw this tweet one morning because like suddenly we had like 500 new Instagram followers. I'm like, what is going on? And we see this tweet from America's favorite stepmom that says, hashtag TMI, I fucking love my happy clam everyday oil and it's saving, like it's saving me. She was like, I've been on set all weekend. I did wrote a fucking machine. I did a number of BDSM scenes. I've been wearing latex. And she's like, and I just want to say my vagina smells great, tastes great, feels fine. Yes. No, they are not paying me. Amazing. And it's just like, that's like Michael Phelps being like, well, this is the Speedo for me. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, well, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Which I think, to, yeah, was such, and you're like, and it wasn't, and of course, then we sent her all of our sex products, but she was like, no, actually, for like, I love the sex products too, but like, for me, it's about like, I'm an athlete. This is my, like, this is my career. Like, how do I take care of my muscles after a game? Yeah. So. Wow. When did that happen? We launched um, that product in February, and I think she tweeted in like March. Wow. And we're launching an we're launching a, an actual CBD lube that is latex safe um, in September. It's an obvious question, but it's an important question. And you were touching on it just recently with the CBD. But like, so I buy the lube, and I use my finger. And how much? Do I, how do I do it? What do I do? How does it work? What does it feel like? Mm-hmm. Um, am I going to, is my vagina going to be high all the time because I like sex? Is that, am I going to be too high? Is it like an edible? You know what I'm saying? Totally. Um, first of all, follow the instructions in the pamphlet. <laughs> make sure uh, with any product that you're going to be putting in your vagina, whatever you do, make sure you try it on a part of your body that is not your vagina first. Hell yes. Put on the inside of your arm. If it feels good in 20 minutes, move to the inside of your thigh, give it another 20 minutes, and then go from there. Um, so the way our products work, um, the, the dosing will be different based on the different products. Um, our Night Moves product is probably going to be, I think it's like six to eight pumps so you have a it's a little pump cap um sort of like a little fancy serum pump cap i recommend doing like four pumps you know wash your hands get clean uh four pumps outer you know like 
clit, outer labia, um, perineum, if, you were, if you're into that. Like, I think it, it's a good place to put it. Um, <laughs> around there, and then go back, pump, maybe another four pumps, and then just go up. Get it up in there. Get it up in there. Mm-hmm. Um, with our Oh Yes product, which is our Latex Safe product, it's an aloe vera base. Um, aloe vera also... If you're not using aloe-based lubes, you should be. They're amazing. Check out Sustain. Check out um, Loveability. There's some really cool feminine, like, women-run sex companies that are mm-hmm. making great lubes. That sounds awesome because I hate all the lubes I've tried because they get super fucking sticky. Tacky. Disgusting. Tacky, exactly. Tacky. In more ways yeah. than one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we went to the And Me Expo, yeah. which is actually where we met Buck Angel for the first time last year, and we were tasting all of the different lubes because, of course, you know, we we like gotcha. to, you know, a caramel sort of. latte lube. Yeah. I gotta know. And it was just not okay. Uh-huh. Not okay to eat. It's not right. Not it's okay not to right. put Mm-mm. on your vagina not or right. any Mm-mm. part of your body. So yeah. But vaginas are snowflakes. No two are alike. And like, I'm not about to yuck someone's yum. If you want a creme brulee jewel pod flavored lube, Godspeed. Right. We'll break up with you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, like, ooh, I mean, that is a different, like, if you brought that to me, and we're like, no, no, I really want to use this, I'd be like, hmm. And if you pushed it, yeah, I would be like, mm, You'd be no. like, I have some un- edible underwear made out of a fruit roll-up and some vanilla creme brulee lube. I have been curious about the, I've seen, you know, the, like, candy necklaces? Uh-huh. I, those, I, like, don't want the, like, weird gummy ones that mm-hmm. are, like, a, it's like a Listerine thing, but I, I would fuck with the little candy ones. Yeah, the uh-huh. little- yeah. So the lube is a do interior exterior um, THC when applied vaginally or excuse me absorbed vaginally works as a vasodilator. So it works actually pretty similarly to the way Viagra works for people with penises. It's going to increase blood flow to that area that increases sensation. Um, it also increases natural lubrication. So you're going to have to use less of whatever other kind of lube you're using. Um, it's important to know that our products. You want to think of them as like foreplay for your foreplay. Particularly our oil-based products are gonna take anywhere from 15 to 25 minutes to kick in for you to feel the effects. Um, the tea tree does help with like an immediate cooling, turn like followed by a increasing warming sensation. I love that, the playing with temperatures, mm. very good. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas our latex safe product will definitely, it'll, it'll kick in a little bit faster. Um, but yes, yeah, so you want to think of them, apply them before you're getting into business uh, mm-hmm. with yourself or a partner or partners, um, which I actually really, I've had people ask about that and be like, don't you wish they just worked immediately? And I was like, sure, maybe sometimes, except for the brain is actually the biggest sex organ. And so by having a, you know, when I put on these products for the you know, lion's share of the time, I'm putting them on myself. I might not be telling my fiance, like I'm go, I go into the bathroom or I go into the bedroom and I put them on myself and I first set the intention with myself to make space for sensual time, for sexual intimacy. And like that is the hardest, you know, it's like I can get the body going pretty easily. It's like getting my brain in the right space. And when I apply it, you know, like I know that it's gonna, it'll kick in, which signals to like, create I don't know creates like a connection between like my brain and my body to be like hey pay attention to how you're feeling Mm -hmm. like allow it to kick in which is really helpful for me yeah yeah sexy that's so 
cool. I, I it is. Oh shit, dude. And it's sexy too because it means it you're is. sort of like you know laying some groundwork for mm-hmm. a really great time. Mm-hmm. It straight up took me a, not, I don't know how long, but I I've I'm very happy with how I've evolved from just being like, oh yeah, you fuck, and you, if you if you fuck really hard, then that means she likes it more. Yeah. Oh, and you know what I mean. And, oh, oh, oh yeah, and that's. And that means I'm doing a good job, and uh, you know, just misinformation. Yeah, 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 yeah. all the way through. Uh, and but it took speaking with people like you who can just like speak. I don't like the word normally, but openly, like, openly, yeah, openly, and without with, shame or embarrassment. Mm-hmm. I think. Or yeah. Like, things are really only awkward if you feel awkward about them. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of what you're talking about is. Um, has to do with pornography which like i want to be very clear i am pro porn i am for it i am a watcher a supporter i'm all about it what i think is can be detrimental about the like ubiquitousness of pornography is the fact that now a lot for most people their first interaction or their first visualization of sex is going to be through pornography which means that's the first like maybe before anyone talks to them about sex like they've ever seen a boob or anything they're going to see watch porno um and what's scary about that is that pornography that's like learning how to drive only by watching nascar like pornography is a closed course with professionals acting that's not like, and so yeah. if you think, and like you hear, I don't know, I think about even, you know, to my earlier days having sex and I like, can almost hear in the back of my head, like my weird, like, cause like I thought that's what it was supposed to sound like. Yeah. And then I remember like, you know, probably having the first like involuntary, like, <sighs> I'd be like, oh, that's, that's a real one. You're like, I just sounded like. A, you know like a bore in heat <laughs> uh-huh. and like that's that's real and they don't you know you don't see that in hentai mm-hmm. no unless yeah. you got the like really good tentacle monster um so we know how to use it we know where on our bodies to use it where do we find quim uh and where can people look up more information about your company yeah um so we have two main business lines we have our cbd products which you can buy directly on our website or at any babeland um good vibration stores and in about a week and a half urban outfitters that's so cool i know my 19 year old self is freaking out um yeah, so that'll be huge. It'll we're launching in not all of their stores, but we will be available nationwide through their website and in a select group of stores um, with the ability to grow into more. For our THC products, that'll be our Night Moves Intimate Oil and our Oh Yes Latex Safe Serum. Those are available in California dispensaries. Um, for all you listeners here in Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> I would recommend actually just going to our website. We keep, we're carrying about almost 40 shops and delivery services now. Um, we're growing, you know, adding probably five to 10 new shops a week. Um, so wow. if there is a shop that in your area that you would like to see us carried in, send us a note and we, if we get carried, we'll send you a shirt. We make some pretty cool swag. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. And that's itsquim.com. Itsquim.com. I T S. Q-U-I-M dot com. And our Instagram is it's, I-T-S dot 
Quim, Q-U-I-M. Sweet. You can check us out there. Hell yeah. Frickar. Frick yeah. Thank you so much for coming and chatting with us about all of this. And I would love to have you back to hear more about your life and what happens next for you in this crazy journey that you're on. It's very cool. It is cool. This was really fun. I think this is maybe one of the don't tell all my other interviewers, (laughs) but you guys are pretty fun. And I'm really glad we did this in person. I, um, yeah, it's balmy in here, but I think the sweat is just creating this stew of yeah. uh, creativity together. Back to in. that, like kind of like amphibious kind mm-hmm. of you know frog leg soup, swampy Nolens Bayou kind mm-hmm. of feel that we're all in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels good. Feels sexy. Swamp girls. Yep, for life. <laughs> Swamp girls. Uh, I think that's it. We are at Weed and Grub on Instagram, weedandgrub.com on the internet. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me, Swamp Girls. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Toodaloos. (laughs) 